All right, so in the English, we're on page 23, I believe, and the Hebrew on page 25. We already read till page 26, but we went really fast. We said we'd go back, <clears throat> because this is really some of the meat and potatoes of, of what we're trying to do here, what we're trying to accomplish with the Sefer, and there's a lot here. There's really, you know, in these words, the Pizetzner is giving a lot, a lot, a lot of depth. So let's go back. <clears throat> you remember he began, Oisiu, he began this chapter by saying not to forget what's the ultimate purpose of our Chavraya. What's this all about? What's this whole community we're building about? What is it? What are, we, what are we trying to accomplish? So it's not just to think about your funeral or just to think about Tzorus, right? To, to wake up emotions with all these like, you know, uh, backhanded sort of like tricks to get, to get emotions to Hashem. That's not the ultimate purpose. Those are just tools in the meantime. <clears throat> because a person that just does that would not be called a person of geist, a spiritual person. <clears throat> you wouldn't call such a person a thinker, a person that has consciousness. Um, yeah, everyone, look, you, you all following where I am? Oh, you don't have a thing. There's a Hebrew one over there. There's another one over there, a Hebrew one. If you look, you'll see it. Um, yeah, but you're following me in the English? You got it? Which, what does it start with? It starts with, uh, let me see, Rafa. Um, like which see God in everything? Yeah, yeah but it, on page twenty-two, towards the bottom. But as a person who needs this, really called a spiritual person and a thinker. See it, page twenty-two, towards the bottom. But as a person who needs this, really called a spiritual person and a thinker. See it. Yeah. Twenty-two towards the bottom. That's not called a spiritual person and a thinker. That's not what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to. You know, sneak in these emotions to, to have an experience with God. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for something much deeper. You know what we want. I want to be able to help you tear away with one tear. Just taking away with one tear. I want to rip away the veil that's completely stretched out on all of life. Meaning the idea, which is, you know, one of the Asoidas of Hasidus based on Kabbalah, that we're living in a veiled reality. We're living in a reality where we don't see truth, right? We see Tzimtzum, right? You're, what you're looking at is Tzimtzum. You, you're seeing the world as a world. That's Tzimtzum. <clears throat> so that veil is over all of reality. Of course, ultimately, you have to remember, where is that veil? In your mind. Right? How do you take off that veil? It's a very, very big Yisrael Chassidus, the Alter Rebbe says in chapter 33 of Tanya, and a few times he says, Gamas, the, the, the Indian, Gamas Ha'elam Nasan Belibam. We have to remember that the objective world, according to Chassidus, so is the objective world and the subjective world, your inner world and the outer world, are interdependent. Right? Because there's unity in creation. So Gamas, the pasuk that the the, the, the Chassidus always brings is the pasuk from Kehelas. It says Gamas Ha'olam Nasan Belibam. God placed the world in their heart. That God puts the world in our heart. So, like he says in in, in Taniyat Perak Lamad Gimel, which we're going to speak more about its connection to what what he's saying at the Piyazetsner. But the Vard is that the more that you could take off the veil from your consciousness, 
that has an effect on the objective world as well. <clears throat> so it's true on one hand that, that the veil that the Pizetsna is talking about, Shalom Aleichem, on page uh, 25, a couple lines into Isiod. So on one hand it's true that the veil that the Pizetsna is talking about is in the subject, is in our consciousness. But he also says, he says, I want to tear, tear away the veil, haporus al that's spread out over all of life, meaning that there's also in the world a veil, right? The tzimtzum is metzias in the language of Chabad, which means there is the objective world, not just your consciousness, in the objective world, the, the, the way God's light is so concealed within everything, that, there, that the, there's, in the objective world has a veil called klipa, right? Klipa is the shell, that's the veil that covers the truth of what everything is. This bottle of water is, is a bechin in elokus. In atzilus, which is a world where there's just God, this bottle of water exists too. But it's not seen to be a bottle of water. It's seen to be a chesed aleki, divine light. It's, everything is just permutations of God's name. God, different, different alibi, different permutations of the letters of the speech of God. That's what everything really is. But the, so the objective world also has a tzimtzum. But what the Al-Rebbe says in, in Tanya and Periklamat Gimel towards the end is that the more you could take off the veil from your consciousness, that has an effect on the objective world. Which is ultimately what Hasidus, ultimately why Hasidus is what's going to bring Mashiach, right? The Baal Shem Tov asked Mashiach, when are you going to come? And Mashiach said, When your wellsprings will spread forth. Why? What's the connection of Hasidus to Mashiach coming? What's Mashiach coming? What is that? What's, what is that? What are we waiting for? The revelation of God. Exactly. The revelation of God. Mimele, we understand... <clears throat> The more that you're able to internalize the truth of Eidon Movade, to be able to take away the veil from all of reality, the more that has an effect on the world itself and reveals within the world the truth of what it is. So why is it Hasidus that brings that about? Because Hasidus is what explains it, Barichos. Hasidus is what allows every person to be able to understand these ideas of God's unity. Chassidus Haklal is the Baal Shem Tov and, 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 and the other tzaddikim, meaning not Chabad, the other, the Polish tzaddikim, they believe that's mainly through the Amuna of Enem Avadi, the Amuna that everything is God and God is everything, that you're always with an Ein Sof, just the Amuna. And Chabad is about explaining it so you could understand. What does that mean? Using the Seder Shtalshlis to understand, you know, how, how God's light manifests as the cup you're holding in your hand now. So Chassidus explains that. So the more that our mind, our subjective mind, is able to take off the veil to come to deeper levels of consciousness of godliness, that has an effect on the objective world. <clears throat> oh, so he says, so what's our group really about? What are we really looking for? Ritzeinenu onuhu to tear away the veil, the sheker of the world, to tear away the, the, the lie of the world, the, the veil, the, the klipa, the, the, the 
concealment of the world that's, that's spread out over all life. And when you're able to tear that away, you see all of a sudden yourself standing before God. Right? The, the, truth, the truth of reality is that, that we're always before God. It's just we don't see it. But as soon as you could take away that veil, you know that that's true. <clears throat> um, I think I mentioned, I did mention this already in one of these shiur a couple of months back, but it's always worth chazering. It's always worth saying over. Beautiful idea from Rav Chalap, one of the main Tamidim of Cook. So the Gemara Brachas says that when Rabbi Eliezer was dying, the students came to see him and said, Rabbeinu yelamdeinu derech la'elam haba. Show us the way to elam haba. And he said, he answered them, Ukshatam mispalalim du'u lifne miyatam oimdim. When you daven, know before whom you stand. So you could get the world to come. So if Chalap says the whole thing doesn't make sense. First of all, the Tamidim, the students, they want the world to come. They're looking for a reward. And number two, and, and Rebbe says, the whole, the, of course, that's the, that's the Gemara. That is the source for what many shuls have written on their Aaron. That when you daven, know before whom you're standing. The Friedrich Rebbe once said that by Chassidim, it's written on their hearts. It has to be written on the heart, not just on their own Kaidish. So, so if Chalap says that, what was Rabbi Eliezer really answering? He was saying to them, they were asking, can we experience Olam Haba while we're still alive? Can we see God when we're still alive? Can we experience God? Do we have to wait till we die? Can we have it now? Olam Chatir to see our world in this world. So he said, when you daven, know before whom you're standing. The, the knowing before him is standing, you know, we've spoken about many times, Reb Chaim Salavechik, you know the shtikel in Reb Chaim, Chidush Reb Chaim al Rambam, Anilchas Tefillah, very soydistic. The Reb Chaim, the, the, the Rav, quotes it a few times from his grandfather. It's a very big say, and Lubavitch Rebbe also quotes this piece from Reb Chaim Salavechik very often. Basically, Reb Chaim brings a steer in Rambam. What happened? Some big bug landed on me. As we were speaking, he landed on my head. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> might be a Gilgo of a Litvak that wants to come here some chasidas. Reminds me of when Yeah, mamish. When Rabbi uh, Kanievsky was describing a grasshopper. Yeah. In like, in once a grasshopper flew out from the seat from the window and landed on his Gemara. Oh yeah. Very famous story. So were you were you yeah. thinking about bugs or something? <laughs> no, not, I'm not that holy. So, um, so if Chalap says that if you're able to daven in a way of Dalaf Nemeatoim, oh, Reb Chaim, there's no explaining the Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim Brisk, Reb Chaim Salavechik, this piece that the Rav and Lubav Trevor both brought so many times because it's so crucial to know about really the union of davening. He brings a contradiction in Rambam. 
One place the Rambam says that the only kavana that's ma'akev is the first bracha Shemana Esrei. Until Magan Avram. <coughs> which is what the halach is. Halach is that the kavana of the first bracha you have to have. The first bracha, if you don't have afterwards, whatever, but the first bracha you have to really have kavana. That's what the Rambam says. Then two prakim later, the Rambam says that one of the things that's ma'akev tefillah one of the five things that make that the tefillah is not a tefillah is that you don't have kavanas alev. Which is mashma, that if at any point of davening you don't have kavana, it's not davening. So here you said it's for just the first bracha. Here you're saying that the whole time you have to have kavana. So Chaim says the two, there's two types of kavana. There's kavana of the words, what you're saying. Kavana of the specific tefillah you're davening. But then, and that, only after the first bracha. But then there's kavana that is that you're standing before God, mamish. You're standing face to face with God. That kavana, says Reb Chaim, is not a kavana. It's the chefts of tefillah. Words, it's not the pshat that standing before the king is the position you're supposed to have in order to daven. That is what davening is. The seeing yourself standing before God is davening. It's not a kavana. It's not a davar noisaf. It's not an added element, like to know what the words you're saying are. The most important word in davening is the ata, the you, that you're standing before Hashem. So Rav Chalap says that that's how you get to Olam Haba when you're still alive. That, you're, that you get to Olam Haba when you're still alive, when you're able to... Of course, we're, we're, we're only on the, the level that we're on, obviously, but to have glimpses, to have glimpses, I mean, they were Tamidim Rebeliezer, to, to live Olam Haba when, you, when you're still alive. But we could have glimpses of what that means to see yourself before Hashem when we take away that veil from our consciousness and through that from the world. And all of a sudden he says, Pitoim, you'll see yourself standing before God's glory, among many, many angels. Now, Evan's not here, but I remember he, he said last week, or last time we had, whenever we had the last year, he mentioned that, you know, he said, it seems like practical, what do you mean, angels, Srofim, angels. So it's important to always remember, by the way, that there are Mepharshim, that a lot of places that say there's no, there's no Isser, there's no prohibition of imagining angels. Like, you don't have to, you know, that's not, only Hashem, we're not allowed to have any form with Hashem. But angels, you're allowed to imagine. So whatever it means, you know what the Gemara says, the Gemara talks about in Chagiga. <clears throat> the Gemara in Chagiga brings a contradiction that one place it says, misbar, that there's no number, there's no end to how many legions, troops, of angels Hashem has. And then there's another place that says, in Daniel, that there's 110,000. No, a million, a million ten hundred thousand. So is it that there are a million ten hundred thousand angels or that there is no end to how many troops, how many legions there are? So the Gemara answers, one troop is a million one hundred thousand. But there's an infinite amount of troops of angels. Now, why do you need to know that? You know, I, I think I've, 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 I think I've told you this story that when I was learning one time, I was learning Hasidus in a uh, Hasidically cha- challenged institution, 
a non a non-Hasidic institution, and um, we were learning something. It, it spoke about malachim, angels. So a certain you know Hasidically challenged individual came and said that Rabbi Yeruchim Levavitz from the Mir, when he would hear Bachim talking these types of things of Chesidus, he would say, "Vos in Himmel." Why are you scratching around in the heavens? Why are you scratching around in the heavens? So Hashem helped me and I said right away, Hashem put the idea in my mind, I said every day by davening, before Kriyashma, Chazal instituted as the Christian Himmel, that you scratch on the heavens. The Shrafim, I found him. Crawl, excuse me. Huh? Christian is to crawl in this context. Yeah. It doesn't mean to scratch. To crawl? Uh-huh. Why are you crawling into this? Uh-huh. Could be, yeah, I hear. Yeah, yeah, you know Yiddish better than I do. Okay. Krichterein, right. You crawl. Uh-huh. Could be said Kratzdech in Himmel, I don't remember, but Krichtik, but it makes more sense. Anyway, it doesn't make the The point is, that uh, that that Chazal put the whole the whole order of the kedusha kadosh 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 the malachim the ifanim they're part of our avodah. So meditating on the angels is part of avodah Hashem. And 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 to think about an infinite amount of angels and you're among them. That's what he says. And you're among them. echad mehem. And you're among those those infinite amount of angels. <clears throat> yeah, it reminds me. I'll, I'll tell you. I think I've again. I think I've said this before, but uh, it reminds me of something that you know, especially now that we're learning the Piazetsner. And I remember Shlomo, you asked last time. You asked, <clears throat> "What's the end game?" If you remember. So there's a Misa, There was a Chassid. I forgot his name. Um, I don't remember his name, but he was a Chassid of the Tzemach Tzedek and the Kotzker. He must have been a very eclectic human being because those are two very different schools, Chabad and Kotzk. Everyone know about the Kotzker, like more or less, the person of uh, a person who couldn't handle any untruth, any inauthenticity, to the extent, you know, that he locked himself up in a room for 19 years because he couldn't handle Sheker. So anyway, so... There was a chassid who was a chassid who, of both the Kotzker and the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Rebbe of Lubavitch. So the story is that um, that one time he was by the Kotzker and he was about to go to Lubavitch. And, so, and he said to the Rebbe that I'm, you know, and the Kotzker and the Tzemach Tzedek, they had, they, I don't know exactly the details, but they had episodes and they were in very friendly terms, even though, again, they were completely different types of Avedah. So this chassid said to the Kotzka that he's going to Tzemach Tzedek. So the Kotzka said to him, Remendel Kotzka said to this chassid, Gei Zogim, go tell him, as Iches Mendel and Erhes Mendel. It's true, I'm, my name is Mendel and his name is Mendel. Right, the, the Rebbe, our Rebbe is named after the Tzemach Tzedek. Obviously the intershade, the difference is that when Eret, when he speaks, when the Tzemach Tzedek speaks, the Vertigate in Himmel arrives. The words go into the heavens. And when Ichret, the vertigate and Pupik arrive. And then when I speak, the words go into the Pupik, the intestines, the Kishkas. 
What was the Kutzker saying? Tzemach Tzedek speaks about a higher world, Sphiris, Atzilus, Seiv of Kolam, and Mamalek Kolam, and different levels of God's light. So the Kutzka said the words go into the heavens. The, you know, the highfalutin sounding words that seemingly don't relate to me. And the Kutzka said, but when I speak, the words go into the Kishkas, meaning it hits you in the, you know, goes for the jugular. It goes to the Pupik. The Kutzka's words, yeah, I, I, the if anyone hasn't had never read Passion for Truth by Heschel, very highly recommended. Very highly recommended. It's a book where you compare Passion for Truth that the Kutzker and Kierkegaard, how they compared, how they both sought search for truth. It's a great book, really Kadai. And in the beginning, he writes there, Heschel, that he was always, the Baal Shem Tov always enchanted him, and he always loved the Baal Shem Tov, and the Kutzker always scared him. He like compares the Balshendov and the Kutzker, and he says like the Kutzker was like a scary force in his life. So anyway, so the Kutzker said the Kutzker's words go straight into the Pupik, like they they're very sharp. So he said to this Chassid, "Go tell it to Machzedek." Taka, my name is Mendel, and his name is Mendel. But when he speaks, the words go into the heavens. When I speak, the words go into the Pupik. So this Chassid went to the Tzemachzedek, and uh, and he said he told over to the Tzemachzedek. And Tzemach Tzedek smiled and he said back like this. He said, next time you go to the Kutzker, say like this. It's true, we're both Mendel. And it's true that when I speak, the words go into the heavens. And when he speaks, the words go into the Pupik. But the difference is, when I speak, the, the Pupik becomes a Himmeldika Pupik. And when he speaks, the Pupik blipped it a Pupik. In other words... In other words, when I speak, Taket's speaking about higher worlds, higher levels, and seemingly it's not, it's not talking to your Pupik. It's not talking to you like Musr. Musr talks to you in the Pupik. Musr tells you, you're a Schwanz, you're this, you're lazy, you're that. And here it's talking about Atzilu, Sevkam, and Pizetsun's telling us to see God in everything. So seemingly it's not talking to your Pupik, but the whole Aved of Hasidus is that's how your Pupik becomes a Himmeldika. A, a heavenly puppet. It's by learning these holy things. In other words, the Misnagdom would always taina, what do you mean you're trying to see God in all of life? What are you talking about oh, having society for people to be able to, to see God in their life all the time? That, he, he was talking to, he's talking to people that were balabatim, simple people. They hadn't refined themselves, but that's the Hasidic Shaderech, that you go straight to heaven. That's taka the that's it. See, the Baal Shem Tov wanted you to know that God is here, is accessible to everyone. So he says, so you see yourself among this whole, all these, these millions of angels. And you're one of them. So, you know, even just, if you think about that, you picture that, you know, that, that should elicit some kind of feeling. And he says, all the advice, all the things we said until now, they're just tools. They're just tools to come to the true purpose of our chevra, of our, of our community. Right? Again, the, all the picturing God like the private says, or the remembering the funeral, or using the thinking about things that are going to make you feel sad. Right? All those things, those are just tools. Those are just tools to, for the path to get to what we really want. That what we real, the real purpose of our chevra. Which isn't th- those things. It's what? We want to pick you up level after level. 
עד שתזגלנה בך הסלבוס ומחשבה בלי ציור. Until within you is revealed הסלבוס, passion, ומחשבה בלי ציור, and thought without form. What does that mean, thought without form? Let's finish the sentence. So he wants, Aish, that what's the ultimate purpose? Here he's defining for us. What's the ultimate purpose of B'nai Machshav of a conscious community? What's the ultimate purpose? That should be revealed within you passion and thought with no form. What in the world does that mean? Let's finish the sentence. What year? Rakhispashtus Machshava Chazaka Vinakia. A strong thought, a strong thinking path, strong consciousness. Being divorced from the physical world. Yeah, but he doesn't just say divorced from the physical world, he says divorced from form. Beloit Siur. Isn't Siur always connected with him to like the, our perception of the physical world? Yeah. Could you have a thought without any perception of the right. physical world? So that's, that's what I'm asking. So what, 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 is, what does it mean, Machshav Belayt Is that what he's suggesting? Is that we transcend completely? God as God? I mean... <clears throat> when you close your eyes, and again, maybe at a concert, so there's no seer, you're just absorbed in the music. Yeah, that's, that's a good muscle. My muscle that I was thinking about that maybe you could say is like... You know that science says, quantum physics, we now know that nothing is really solid, right? It's just how close different subatomic particles are to each other. Now, I'm not a science person at all, but, but in quantum physics, it's explained that really there's more space between the particles than there is anything else. So everything really is moving particles, which is what the Baal Shem Tov said. Everything is the godly light. That's why they, they, couldn't, they can't figure out what's, what's holding all those things together. It's, it, that's the orally key. It's the divine light in everything. But once you learn that and you spend enough time studying that, and let's say I say to you that everything is subatomic particles. So you look, you look at the table and you know that everything is subatomic particles. What form are you having in your head about the subatomic particles? You're not having a form. It's not a form. It's, a, it's an understanding of the intrinsic being of something that's deeper than the form that it has. Scientists looks at the world. He sees atoms. He sees subatomic particles. He doesn't see the world. But again, it's not that he has a form. It's not like, but in my mind, I remember like in high school, the balls connected with the lines. And the, yeah, yeah, I'd say to which. <laughs> yeah, why is it? What is it? So it's like the image of like molecules. when you see like a molecule and atom, like you have a vision of like the, yeah, yeah. the protons and the nucleus and they're like spinning. Exactly. And like I have like a vision of like the infinite number of them that are all like moving slowly, vibrating together. The, the distance from the nucleus to the electrons is comparable to the sun to planets. Just as a frame of reference. Yeah, but in my head, right. when you said Say that, that again. Space, <coughs> Say that again. 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 Say the sun to planets. Yeah. Just about how much empty space there is. Yeah, it's signed. It, it's, it always makes me laugh when scientists think they really know anything. 
And then nobody even knows what's be what's what's deeper, what's inside yourself. Nobody knows. thinks that the few the images of a time because yeah. you don't you don't visualize anything. Right. It's just an it's just it's a vision. It's a it's what Rav Cook calls the skiraklalit, right? Like uh, just to give an example, it's that Chassidus always brings it that it says by Adam Arishon that God showed him all the generations, dor dor v'dorshav that that he sukari doris meroish that God revealed all generations in the beginning that Adam Arishon had a vision of all the generations in one moment. Now, obviously, we don't have an, we have no way of that's that's a paradox, and we we have right now no way of being able to you know go understand paradox. But but what does that mean? He had a vision of everything at once. Uh, yeah, that's, what was it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Is that what it's called? So anyway, so that's 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 what he's that's what he's talking about over here. He's talking about having this machshava b'leitzir, this vision of God and everything. Not that you're looking at a form of God. Not that you're seeing God as a table. It's not that grub. That that's 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 not true. It's that you're seeing elokus as the force that's enlivening everything in the world. With Adam also, right? He says he saw it from one He's side. The, the, the things that same thing, right? Also that's space, just like time. Yeah. The same, the same common theme. Right? Yeah. The noumenon, the thing. The, the thing, thing in itself, itself. exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean that that is what Hasidus says. You mean that somehow you can actually get to the level of seeing just of seeing the noumenon. Yeah, in the mind's eye. And not phenomenological. Right. Mm-hmm. Not the mind's eye. That's already. Well, a, a no. Associated mind. I no. I not 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 seeing the mind's eye. The mind's eye. I mean to say, it's it's um. It's like it's like chachma without bina. It's it's. It's seeing without 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 the without having putting into words what it is you're seeing. Yeah, it's it's, it's imagining the thing in itself. Yeah. The ineffable nimenon. It's chachma without the understanding. You're seeing it with an understanding. So you're seeing it on one level, but you understand it on another level. So you know, most people think that everyone knows that chachma brings about bina, right? But the truth is that. So always says when Kabbalah talks about that there always has to then be going back up to Chachma. Chachma is the general life of something. Bina is the details of it. But after perceiving, like like let's say when it comes to, to to godliness, so you have a general idea about God, it's not going to have such an effect until you get to the details of it, understand it better. You know what does it mean? What's a mushal? What's a parable to understand how God's light is within everything? Parable of the soul and the body. The parable of the light of the sun. But then you have to go back to Chachma. Then you have to see reality like that. Like leave the details and the words and have the vision of it in your mind. That's what I mean, the mind's eye. Right, that was like a feeling, like an experience outside yeah. of the image that you have in your mind. It was like a, it was like a feeling of like being one with God rather than imagining some sort of physical reality. Right. And there's and, and you and like you have this I would say that the, the the anyone that, that's a God believing person that stops for a second and thinks of Hashem knows that there's presence, Hamakom. There's a reason God is called the place. Presence. Presence of being. That is godliness. The Rebbe Shab always says that that you could feel godliness, the chayas in you, the vitality in you, the fact that the breathing in you, the movement in you, it's godliness. It's just 
it's just like we said before the veil. There's just this, the, the, the symptom, but you could take that away. So he says, Pizetzner, <clears throat> ultimately, what do we want from this, what do we want from this group, from this chevra, that should be revealed within you passion? So he doesn't really explain it, but you remember he explained a few pages ago that passion and machshava go together. Right? Whatever your, your, whatever, wherever your mind is, that's what you're passionate about. Right? Where your machshava is, that, that they go together. They inform each other. Right? Whatever you have a, a desire for, that's what you think about. And the more you think about something, the more you have a desire for it. So we want that should be revealed in you passion and this thinking, this depth, this depth machshava without form. Rak, what do we want? That rakshespashtus machshava chazaka v'nekia kolkach. We want that you should have an expression of thought so strong and so pure. Atshebechol dover tiras Hashem izbarach. Until you see God in everything. Kloimer, and he explains, and this is very deep and not easy, but let's understand. Kloimer, what does it mean? He explains, what does it mean that I mean you to see God in everything? Kloimer. Not that the senses should sense according to their will, their nature. And they will force the thought to think and to picture, according to them, the senses, a sensual form. Okay, what is he saying over here? This is, uh, what's he saying over here? <clears throat> what's the connection? Explain to me. Who wants to explain? What's the connection between sensual experience, your five senses, and thought? When you have a thought, you, it, can, it can enhance the experience of the physical thing. But that's not talking about the five. I'm talking about your five senses. I'm not talking about the, the physical thing. Forget other things, just you. What's the relationship of your thought, your thought process? You can think about... And your five else. senses. You can like, tap into any one of those five ten- senses at any one time. And then you can also kind of come outside of them and not focus on them. Right, right. But you're right, you can take your thought out of the five senses and not focus on them, right? You could be thinking about, you know, uh, who knows what? Math. Math, or you're thinking about what's going to happen next week, not being in the now, right? But would it be correct to say that generally, when you're not, when you're not working, when you're not making an effort, what goes on in your thought is whatever your senses are experiencing, when you're not trying to think about something, what's, what's going on in your mind very often? What your senses have experienced. The sense is more real than thought. I feel the table. I can think about feeling the table, but it's not the same as feeling the table. Okay. So, <laughs> what do you mean more real? Why is the table more real than thought? Feeling the table. Why is your sense of touch? Why is your sense of touch more real than your thought? It's more tangible as us as physical people, but it's not more real. I meant more tangible. I meant more tangible. Is a dream real? Okay. But you're right. Sometimes you from a dream and you think. 
No, I'm saying more, is the dream real? No, more tangible. The dream really happened. Is it? Did it happen in the world? No. So that's, yeah, that's it, it is more tangible. No, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But so the nakuda is. He's right. Sometimes you're just from the dream and you're so scared and so. But I'm saying the, the thought about is going. No, but on I can think it's about touching the table. Maybe I'm just not at the madriga. As much as I can think about touching the table, this is more. So here's the thing. So in, it, the words are very interesting, though, that are being used because the word tangible means something you can actually feel. Right. That's what tangibility is. Right. So yeah, it's more tangible because it is. That's exactly what tangibility is. And even more, even the word real actually means not in thought, but in not what the realm no, right. real. Yeah. Right. Like in, in the ray, the vernacular. Right. The word, the term, like in ray, the Latin, like the real, in the real. Yeah. Means. We have that now. We have that back in like in real life versus virtual, like versus. It means like something that's actually physically manifested before you. That's what the word real actually means. Meaning tangible. The real is the yeah. tangible. Uh huh. Because all of our language. I mean, I mean in, so in the vernacular. In the in the etymology so, of the but word. But there's a reason why the language is that way. It's because, like, I think the experience of the tangible is more real. I mentioned right? that. I mentioned that last true? time. That's how the language that becomes does. that. Yeah. Philosophers always differentiated between appearance and reality. Mm-hmm. It's like the olive base of philosophy. Right. Well, that's that's rational. That's the Kantian again. Mm-hmm. That's the. <laughs> Way before Kant, yeah. Way before Kant, like here. Let me let me let me (laughs) take. There are people that can in their heads. When I say real, I mean what's a real emes dikametzius? What does an emes dikametzius mean? What makes something more real than the other? What makes something more emes? So Chassidus explains something that always is, something that with is is not based on external circumstances. That's what's more real. Something that continues. That doesn't stop, right? Like, Chassidus always said, what does it mean that God is emes? So Chassidus brings like this, there's a Mishnah <clears throat> in Para, for the water, for the Paraduma, for the water to be kosher, it has to come, there the are different, has to, for the Maim Chaim that, the, that they use for the Paraduma, so there are all sorts of different conditions for the water to be, that, to be able to be used. One of them is that it, that that's puzzle is Nahari, that river, that water that comes from Naharis HaMachazven, Deceitful waters, deceitful rivers. That's the Mishnah. So Mepharshim is saying, what does it mean, Nehar Samachazvin? What does it mean, deceitful rivers? A river that dries up even once in seven years. <clears throat> then it's not real. It's, it's Mechazev. Because it's... What, what makes something real? That it always is. What makes somebody a real friend? Exactly. When all the rats are jumping ship, exactly. <clears throat> a real friend, like you know, Dion Warwick said, that's what friends are for, for good times, for bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore, right? That's a real friend. Oh, what's a person that's really religious? That it's not just based on certain times and places. I'm religious in this place, but not that place, or at this time and that time. That's, you know, real is when it always is. And so what's the ultimate MS? What's the ultimate real Hashem? The only real M is Hashem Alikim Emes, Alikim Chaim. That real, by the way, that Hashem is, is also called Chaim, life. You know, that's life partakes of that reality of Hashem. Anyway, how do we get into that?
completely lost my train of Oh, right. So, so what's more real? <clears throat> the table, your thought of the table. So, but that's the var. The table could only has to have certain circumstances for it to exist. Okay. The thought of it, I right. Yeah. In on the first page, he refers to this idea. Which um, idea? Mm-hmm. Right, right. 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 <clears throat> what does it um, what does it mean and I have to say uh, what's it called uh, Hobbes Tabula Rasa wait hold, hold the t- Tabula Rasa for a second I think <laughs> but I think that was yeah. Locke no that was my bad anyway but wait one second but this that that the Rebefi is saying over here at the bottom of page 7 that the Pizetz already over here and that he calls that the Seder Matarata Hevra in other words he already says here so I didn't hop that really when he's saying it here he, he's, he's chazering over what he said on page 7, what he said in the beginning when he right away declared that the purpose is <clears throat> that machshava should overcome senses, that not only won't the senses make the machshava crazy and seduce the machshava and say, here, look at the world, feel physicality, but rather that our senses should subjugate our, our senses should become subjugated by machshava to the extent that the senses will also see what the machshava has in it, which is God. Then eventually, that's what he's going to say in these next lines here. He's going to say that your senses are also going to be bottled to your machshava. You can, can everyone ask, experiences can this. Can I ask if this is a good machshava? Yeah, yeah. That like, if you didn't know anything. If you just started with what your eyes observe, yeah. So you would think the sun starts over here and it goes up there and it ends up over there. We're the center of the universe and we don't move and the sun moves around us. Right. But once you like learn something about the world and you understand it better and you grow in sophistication, now you know what's happening actually. And when you see you you see the same thing, and it's a com- it tells you completely different. Now that you know. Mm-hmm. You see that, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we are rotating away from. We're rotating into it, and we're rotating away from it." Your whole interpretation of what you're seeing is different, and the way it even impacts you, mm-hmm. what you feel about it is different. You no longer, no one feels the sun going around the earth. We know because our our knowledge of this is so intense that what our eyes are seeing to us tells us something different information. I hear. No, I mean, I I happen that particular muscle. I mean, don't laugh, but. Um... I, I'm I'm still with Chazal and the Mikra that the sun goes around the earth. Uh, okay. Lubavitcher Rebbe held like that too. No way. Yes. Yep. Lubavitcher Rebbe held like that. He said that theory of relativity proves that you, there's no way that the distance, there's such distances that but there's so much time, there's no way that you could actually see what's revolving around what. So Which you I don't understand. It's definitely in Torah. That's for sure. It's definitely in Torah that the the reason why we say there is the math is because it explains other planets. One second, what what what? Explains the physics of other planets. Yeah, it's all consistent if you if you boil it down to very certain things. Down and then you have the sea going next to you and you're going at the same speed. 
so you think you're standing still. Right. Right. Does that never happen? Yeah, sure. And I said, wait a minute, but I know we're both. Mom, you think you're both you're standing still. That's relative. Okay, but that's a similar idea. Yeah, but 100% percent i was just saying that, you know, that we're fundamentalists when it comes to... Well, like in a relational way, like if you, when you see someone who you love, yeah, you know, so like, someone, a stranger can see them too. Your eyes are sending you the exact same information. Right. But your experience of it, if you know the person and if you love them, is a completely different. Your you're eyes seeing are, something your completely eyes different. Your eyes are giving you something completely different from right. what the other person's eyes right. are Right, Because your Mahashava affects what your eyes are telling you, basically. If you believe in heliocentric, okay. then it's not real what I'm seeing sunrise and sunset. Right. And your mind, you, your eyes don't trick you anymore. Your eyes are actually telling and you. It's not yeah. real. Again, if you believe you believe not that yeah, it's not real. No, it's not real. It's not real. The sun doesn't rise, and that's not real. No, it's it's that your first interpretation of it was wrong. It doesn't not that it's not real. Your the scope of what's happening is real. The sun starts it's not there. Rise, it's not rising in the east and setting. Right, because that was your original interpretation of it. Because you feel like you're standing still, and you and therefore you and you see the sun. It looks like it's moving. It looks like it's moving. Right. That's your interpretation of it. Now you realize, oh, we're moving. I just can't feel it. So it's not real that the sun moves. Right. But the but us standing here and seeing the sun go that way is real. It's just that interpretation of it. But that's what I'm saying. Appearance and reality play a dance. Not play. They dance in a way that it's really hard to distinguish. Right. It's not just Kant. The, 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 the Pythagoras has a whole thing about it. The, 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 the fragments. The, the, we don't... It, if Torah wouldn't say what anything is, we wouldn't know. I mean, you don't know what's real, what's not real. Anyway, how do we get into this whole discussion of real? Uh, oh, because the same... What? Well, no, not, not, that's not, saying, not You're not supposed to open your mind. Not, not... He says... Um, he said the machshava should... Sur, doesn't mean that your mind isn't working. No, look at the look at the second last line. Lo shechoshiyon levatel bichlal et chushei haguf shelo yirei adam olam lefanav. Right. What does it mean, vatel? No, but what's machshavu below tzir? I think that that's that's where we got. So, so I thought so. Machshavu like I said, the mashal before. Like imagine that when you're looking at the world and you're seeing subatomic particles. When you're looking at the world and knowing that it's energy, you know in your mind that it's energy, and you look at the world and you. You see that it's all subatomic particles, but you're not picturing anything. You just know that you have that image in your mind, not a form per se. It's a, it's that a. Doesn't work for me because I do see subatomic particles. I'm just me. I, I see subatomic particles and space in between. Them. And does that have a form? Yeah. It does have a form. In my head, <coughs> that's me. I'm just. Uh huh. I hear. I'll give you another example. You're an atomistic, you're an atomistic thinker. Atomistic. <laughs> no, that's just me. It could be a, uh, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. What's a better muscle for Machshava Belitzi or? No, he's saying to conception. He's, he would develop this idea that you can get to God 
You can be Matsaira at the throne, and you can Matsaira. Yeah, but again, that he was he he was beferish mavatel and say that's only that's only the ladder that we're going to kick away when we get where right. we need to get. Right. So now comes to the place of Machshava Belotzi. Right, but so what does that mean? Kick that away. But what is Machshava Belotzi? That's what we're trying to. You can't explain it in a Machshava because that's the whole point. It rejects all parable. Right. It's ineffable. I mean, that's true. All the metaphors are tiurim. It's dimionos. But I'm but just bcholof and it's a kiyuz and mashal like is it true or false a person could spend twenty years thirty years fifty years studying psychology right studying the human mind right if I tell you the human mind what are you picturing what what psychology what is psychology what is psychology studying not the physical brain right. psychology is studying the nefesh the mahalach nefesh what are you picturing I'm not picturing anything. But, for st- but it's something that I could say. I see that there's the mind, the human mind. It's not something that you see. It's a, it's a, it's a chachma without bina. Like you're saying, it's ineffable. It doesn't have pratim. It's, it's, a, it's a vision. I'm seeing the, the human mind. I'm discussing, you know, the, the individuation and, and uh, you know, archetypes. It, it's machshava it's, it's, it's like math. Like, you can like math. It. Like math. It doesn't have a physical form. But it's like math. It's like you can imagine infinite numbers. Right. Like what is a number? What's right. A like it's, that's what I'm saying. It's what not. It's not actually anything. It's just. It's a concept. Right. A concept that exists outside of the tangible. Right. 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 True. For true. Me, for me, that example works. Like when I think of the brain and the thought. What do you think? Of? Right. Just for me. Yeah, so that marshal works. For okay, me. good, and and and, and yes. that's a good mind. I think Sergio Marshall yeah. also wrote math is a, that's you know they say Plato wouldn't let anyone enter the academy until they were very fluent in math because Plato's whole Indian was idea that ideas are the real reality and therefore for him math you know I, I, I you ever see the movie Pi? No, Sphere. What's so Sphere? Pi, that, not the movie Pi. The movie Pi. Sphere. It's a black and white movie by that oh, no. Jewish guy. Watch, look it up, Pi, P-I. It's basically how, how all, you know, a person goes nuts by understanding how all the reality is, is, is math, is numbers, is yeah, letters. There's, there's a movie called Sphere where Samuel Jackson is, is a, a mathematician and, and they expect to encounter aliens and they bring him along because they figure if the aliens can communicate, math will be the only common commonality in the language so that huh. they, they use him as, as the mathematician to be able to communicate with the aliens. Uh-huh. So it's a very interesting concept. It's like that's the only possible relationship. Right. Math. We always like to say that math is the is the most pure, is the only, you know, the only idea that can ever be disputed. Even though, obviously, you know, Kabbalah says that God is beyond math is also created. That's that's a famous Shaila. Tov Cholofen. We have to spend time thinking about. We have to all think about what this. Uh, that instead of the senses directing my thought, my thought directs the senses. You know, the Alter Rebbe has a, has a vart. It's like, <laughs> like, the Alter Rebbe has a vart. It says, Laman Tizkuru Vasisimus Kometzvaisai. Right? We're saying Krishma, Laman Tizkuru. What does Laman Tizkuru mean? That you should remember. But the Alter Rebbe says, the Chesidish interpretation is that you should be a Zohar. Be a zakhar, not in a keva. What does that mean? The altar betaych is up. An akeva, when your mind is a bechin of an akeva, is that your mind is receiving whatever it sees. 
Like Chassidim would say, like uh, a balagola, a taxi driver, what is he thinking about all day? Whatever his mind sees. That's nekeva. That means that your machshav is being makabal from your senses. But laman tizku, leisus orchei nechem, laman tizkuru. That your main frame of reference in your mind shouldn't be a nechem. It should be, you should be a zachar. Your machshava should be making the eyes see godliness. The machshava should be making the senses experience godliness. That's being a zachar. That the machshava is affecting what your senses, what you see. Not that what you see in your senses are affecting you. You're still saying the same thing. You just It's how you experience it is different. You're still, mm-hmm. If you're a taxi driver, right. I think where your thoughts are in charge, you still see the same passengers and situations, but you just see God in it. Exactly. So you're seeing the same objects in a different way. Exactly. Exactly. Next week about this, this exactly how you said it, Serge, I want to learn with this piece from the Kutim Moran. So next week, if you, well, not next week, next week is Pesach. The next time, if you remember, bring a Kutim Moran. See a piece, Mamasha talks about that Indian. It's connected to this. But but this this is the... I mean, there's a lot to think about over here. So this is, you know, we have going to have to take a break, I guess, till after Pesach. But, um... So this is a good thing, really, to reflect on. This machshava b'leitziur. You know, try to relate to that. What does it mean, machshava b'leitziur? And what does it mean that machshava overcomes the senses? And not that the senses affect the machshava, but that the machshava affects the senses. Can I suggest a Pesach connection? So this Please. Is the Sfasamist says that Teva, like the created order, is becomes represented by Mitzrayim. It's that, like, and what was the, that, that it was the world created by Sarma Maros, which uh-huh. ends up, Simpson of the highest order is really like, not just God hides and makes space for a physical world to exist, but like that the physical world hides God. Ultimately speaking, like, the fact that we live in a physical world, it's hard to see God. It's hard to see God when we live in a physical world, because it's what covers God up, he's covered. So the Esther Makos walks back the created order, it like unveils, cracks open the created order to make room for being able to see that God is behind it, and that's what makes room for the <coughs> The Sarma Maros, the 10 statements that the world was created with, which establishes Teva, which is Mitzrayim, it's constraining, there's rules, the rule of law, physical law, the laws of physics. The Esther Makos breaks the physical order through miracles, and that reveals God like it frees us from the bind the bounds huh. of the physical order of the natural order, which makes room for Asaras Hadibros, the ten God's revelatory the God's law. Not wow. physical, not natural law, but God's law. So it's like that's this kind of thing yeah. playing out in the history. And and and, and Chabad Chsida says Mamash the same Nakuda, we call Teva and Nes, right? Teva literally it means nature, but the word it comes from the root of tubu. What does it mean? Litboa tubu biamsuf. What does it mean? Drowned. To drown, yeah. right? Something that is is sucked up into, drowned into, and what's a nace is a banner. You hold up something high. So t- teva is when God's light is drowned in the physical. You don't see God's light. So it's tubu biamsuf. It's teva. God's light is drowned, but nace. Is exactly like you're saying. It raises up God's light that you see that everything is elokus. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea of that there was or that there was chosha. God created almost walks it back to the first type of creation. So we have a mark of chosha. 
And yet, with Nei Yisrael HaYisrael over Moshe Lassan, they were able to see the light, really, already. Kain Tielano. Tough. Yeah. Not to think about.